With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network, spooky season, Halloween Eve, as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The big guy in Amal Shaw hanging out at the D, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. A, a lot going on, kind of a confluence with everything happening in sports. You've got the official sports equinox. This is the 29th day we've had the four majors going at the same time. You've got, of course, the Raiders at the Lions, Ford Field. Tonight, NFL, NBA games, you got a full slate, NHL on the ice, of course, Major League Baseball, you've got World Series Game 3, and just because I know you care, you got two MLS playoff games today, so I don't know what the Equinox means outside of the fact that you can get through May 1st for 120 bucks, everything we offer, but what happens when you throw MLS soccer in the mix? That seems to be the question, boys, as we say hi and welcome. Welcome you in and sharp money seems to be coming. It's becoming a very popular show. You know, it's not too long ago. We were looking at the board with the thousand dollar free roll and we found a little bangle team who day sitting at 40 to one, maybe a mistake by circus sports. Although based on the tweets, they've never made one. And we saw the 40 to one sitting on the board for the Bengals, a team that's, not only been to the Super Bowl, but made runs since Joe Burrows got there and healthy. And then yesterday they go to San Francisco and absolutely whoop that ass. Now, the bigger story here is, boys, uh, our director, our fearless director since the onset of Sharp Money has been the one and only Liz. She is moving on for bigger and better pastures. Uh, I've heard from people I knew from high school, you know, Facebook, even though I don't have it, the other ways that people get a hold of you, social media saying, I heard your 40 to one on the Bengals. What's up? So not only Liz and everybody back in the closet there at the D they're all of a sudden becoming friends of the three of us. Uh, but we've got a real sweat going as we welcome you in and say, hi, Cincinnati, all of a sudden the class of the NFL, Omal Shaw. 
You're absolutely right, Patrick. Watching that game yesterday, I don't know outside of the 49ers performance against Dallas if we've seen a team play better, and particularly in a road spot, than the Cincinnati Bengals did yesterday. Jamar Chase, unstoppable. How about the defense? They made Brock Purdy look like a seventh-round pick yesterday. Tremendous job by these Bengals. And, Patrick, I asked Dustin last night when we spoke, I said, what are the Bengals at? He said 18-1. to I thought that number was still too high. I said, my God, 40-1? to We might as well have gone up there with a ski mask and a gun. They look, it comes down to Burrow, big guy. We welcome you into the program for not just the day, but for the week. And we'll set up Monday night football, of course, to close out week eight. But when you're talking about the Bengals, Burrow, obviously he completed every pass essentially on the day, 28 of 32, 283, the three touchdowns. Um, I'll just mentioned Jamar Chase with the 10 receptions, 100 yards, the touchdown, uh, the defense stepped up. And that's really what we need. We need that unit to start kind of getting better each week but also burrow the issue is the calf and he was running around pretty freely like that's what we noticed yesterday not just 43 yards on the ground but he was evasive and when burrow's evasive he is about as dangerous as they come and right now at four and three sharp money's bangles looking good big guy what's up no, it was actually a really big mistake. The the whole situation with the 40 to one, the ticket being as big as it is, because let me take you back to the moment when Bill AD handed me the money while you guys stayed on the air. And remember, it took me a while to get back to the set because I was getting all my free drink tickets that I, by the way, never used because I used my player's card here. So that means the bet is officially under my account so if it does win, that means I owe the taxes on a ticket worth $41,000. <laughs> yes, no, that's true. Okay, I guess we'll have to tax man. We'll come calling. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. But then I don't know if you're the delegator, but of course, Liz, we'll have to track her down once we win it. And again, this isn't a question about whether this. or not we're going to win this. We are going to win. It's kind of like me and the dog pound undefeated. <laughs> I know for a fact the Bengals. And by the way, the dog pound. How about me this weekend? I know the Bengals are going to win a championship. So we're going to have to find Liz. You know, Reggie's got 12 kids. We're going to have to figure that situation out. Uh, you keep good Dakota. I just met him. All of a sudden he wants 23%. Uh, it's what he just texted me. Who else? Matt. I, I can't, I've never even met Matt. He just texted me. He wants 32 and a half percent. Like this is a crew coming for our cash. We got to be careful with these people. A lot of long arms and short pockets. <laughs> You're not wrong on that. And I'll tell you what, Patrick, to your point, I was the one thing as Dustin was kind of presenting, he's the one who went up there under his player's card. I was thinking, hey, Patrick, you and I are walking out without having to pay the tax liability. That's all on Swedelson over here. We're good to yeah, go. That, is, that was the big guy who were doing a live broadcast and took extra time up there to make sure he got his reward points as opposed to the theater that was his job. So I'm hoping that extra 793 worked for you, big guy, because I had to stall, okay? And it was awkward. I'm just yeah. telling you. And I got like 10 free drink tickets that I didn't know expire in 24 hours that I had to throw out a day later. Yeah, by the way, Patrick, the one thing we can get in abundance here between Circa and the D is drink tickets. Yeah, that is, and apropos of nothing, but you don't drink. So what are you going to do with those tickets? <laughs> I, they charge you for water. They charge you for the smart waters. 
that's a hundred percent. All right, boys. Well, just having fun with it, but that was a very impressive performance. 31, 17, that number closed, by the way, it closed four with the Bengals catching just never felt right. 44 on the total. So goes over the total. Uh, but taking a look here, let's just go ahead and quickly set up Monday night football. Uh, I'm excited. Look, there's going to be a lot of Halloween shtick. Okay, I just I want to get that out of the way as a person that grew up in Michigan, the Midwest and Amal knows this. The Midwest is a big Halloween section of the country like there is. I don't know, because maybe, you know, we know what's coming (laughs) ominously. We've got very cold weather and the snow. So there's kind of one that one more pocket of time. The fall is perfection in the Midwest. But you know, people like to get dressed up. And also, I don't know how to say this politely. People like to get hammered in Michigan. So there are going to be a lot of drunk people feeling themselves with the lions who are flying high. And as I look right now, here comes Garoppolo and the Vegas Raiders them all. The lions are laying seven. You've got a total of 46 and a half. I'm telling you, get ready for a lot of cutaways to the crowd with some Halloween costumes. But all of a sudden, a Detroit team that is, you know, dressed up in different costumes this year because they're rolling. Hey, you're absolutely right about it. And when you start to look at the NFC right now, look, I know the Niners have lost three in a row. I'm not concerned about them. Still without Debo and Trent Williams on that offensive line. We saw the impact Hendrickson had yesterday without uh, Trent Williams in the game. But the one thing that's important to consider now with the Detroit Lions, great opportunity against this Raiders team. This division is anemic. Kirk Cousins torn Achilles out for the year. Green Bay. Uh, They might as well go direct snap to uh, Jones when he comes back healthy. They have no quarterback play. And the Detroit Lions now, Patrick, have an opportunity. And it was kind of hyperbole when we were talking about it earlier in the season when they got off to a fast start. They have a chance to be the team that winds up with home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. I know it may have seemed far uh, fetched earlier. We talked about three teams, San Francisco, Philly, and Detroit. I haven't changed my mind on that. I don't know where you and Dustin sit on that. But I got to tell you, when you look at this Detroit Lions team, very good defense, got embarrassed last week in Baltimore. I expect Hutch and this defense to play much, much better. By the way, I always hear his dad calling him Hutch. That's why I went with Hutch myself. It's annoying. (laughs) Exactly. And... um, (laughs) You're going into the bye. You're at the Chargers. I know the Chargers look good yesterday against that junior high team that they sent in from Arlington Heights yesterday out to play the Chargers. But what an opportunity. Chargers, Bears, and Packers. Watch out. I don't want to say it. I don't want to jinx your team, but the Detroit Lions might be sitting at around 10-2 and two by the time we get down to some serious brass tacks here. Yeah, I'm all nailed it with the Hutch thing. So Aiden Hutchinson's parents are constantly in the mix. And I think that's the best thing about Brock Purdy turning into a pumpkin yesterday. We can get rid of Mr. and Mrs. Purdy (laughs) because I think we could all agree. I'm so over the dad over here pretending like he just got done with a workout. Okay, we get it, bro. You lift. Okay, TV just can't. It's almost like they get they get obsessed in San Francisco. Remember, Sala was getting a job because the cameras were would not leave him during the game when he's defensive coordinator. Now, I I can almost imagine Mr. Purdy uh, coaching a team. They won't leave it alone, but you are 100% right. And, big guy, I wonder how long it will take for Tariko tonight to make the, they're telling me in Detroit, this team's actually dressing as a real football team this year joke. (laughs) Well, Dan Campbell's dressing as a guy going to the playoffs this year, Patrick. What are you talking about? Uh, It is a fun game for props. I, I, when I saw this matchup pop up just because that Raiders defense I don't think the numbers are telling the story of how bad this defense is and oh is it bad guys you look at the last three weeks they faced Tyson Bagent Mac Jones 
and Jordan Love. That's the only reason the stats on this defense aren't worse than they are. They have not faced a lot of elite competition under center. Week one, they faced Russell Wilson. They, they've really only faced Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Everyone else has been a buster. So I think this is a great opportunity to take care of uh, some props from the Detroit side of things later on in the show. I have a few guys I'm eyeing, and I think they're going to have some big old nights. Jameer Gibbs is the one everyone loves, though. Jameer Gibbs is the one everyone's betting because he's going to step in for David Montgomery, and I'm actually going to go away from him, and I think I found some other spots where the Lions could be advantageous uh, with Montgomery out of the lineup. All right, big guy looking at it. I do have a prop tonight dressed up in Honolulu blue and silver and the black and silver is another point uh, I think in a point of contention certainly a mall I know there's no buzz for the Raiders in Las Vegas Mark Davis is a different cat there is going to be there has to be a legit conversation about what to do at the head coaching position I don't know if they want to pay him off but it's not going to be where it's not working out with McDaniels well it's my understanding they still owe 40 million dollars to John Gruden and so you wow. combine that with the Josh McDaniels contract, I think they might be stuck with him. A couple of things that jump out to me. This is a team that's 30th in points offensively and 30th in third down percentage in terms of getting off the field defensively. This is a bad recipe against a team that can be very, very balanced, effective inside the dome. And by the way, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later on, but Patrick, when you look at this schedule, if Detroit loses four games this year, I'm going to tell you it's a disappointing season. It's a lot of pressure on my boys. When we return, tomorrow's the trade deadline on Halloween. We do have a big trade in the NFL. We're coming back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, we've got you back here on a Monday. Open up a new week. We've got the Equinox going on right now. I don't have the reads, big guy. If you do in front of you, here's what I do know. I got it. About the sports Equinox. you got the four majors, the NFL, NBA, NHL, 
of course, Game 3, Major League Baseball with the World Series. We've got a special through May 1st. Excuse me, April, May? Yeah, I think it's through May 1st for 120 bucks. It's a great deal. And you've got the read in front of you. Go ahead, big guy. Yeah, uh, because of the Equinox, we have a special VEASAN parlay over at DraftKings. Check it out now. It's the Hurricanes Flyers over six goals. Lions, Lions laying four and a half in the first half. The Diamondbacks first five and the Magic plus four against the Lakers. Just look for the VEASAN Sports Equinox parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. You can find it in the Sports Equinox section. The crown is yours. Who built that? Who built that four-teamer? Do we know? I mean, essentially, I think you can trace back to anything being built to God, right? <laughs> fair, fair enough. Got meta. Fair enough. As we welcome you back, I'm Patrick Maher, of course. Uh, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson on a Monday. Again, open up a week, a new week here on Sharp Money. Steve Fezzik, professionally handicapper, is going to join us for the third hour coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we do have a trade report. Remember, you've got the trade deadline in the NFL. It could be an interesting one because, you know, I've got a little theme as we do, not just like, love, loathe on Mondays here on sharp money but i always try to theme it out and with halloween tomorrow the quarterback ghosts and the franchise that are seeing ghosts will get into all the injuries not just to starters but to the backups as well and what it could make for a pretty interesting trade deadline coming up tomorrow 4 p.m eastern time because of all the injuries at the position of quarterback just quickly here we can let you know tom pelissero nfl is reporting and others are reporting as well. The Giants are sending vet pro bowler defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth rounder. So Leonard Williams, who was tremendous last year, the G-men moving on. Amal Shaw, the Seahawks add a big piece up front. I like this move for both sides. The Giants get draft picks. You get a second round pick. Based on the way Seattle's performing, you probably figure they're going to be a top 12 to top 14 team by the end of the season. They're already sitting at five and two. So you're going to have a decent pick somewhere in the in the mid 50s probably or late 40s of that draft which I like for the Giants and then for the Seahawks you add a piece to go with Draymond Jones on the front of that line this team is playing well I will say this I don't know how much of the game you guys saw yesterday I thought Seattle was very fortunate to win that football game they get a quick 17 points and then the Browns shut them down I didn't like Stefanski's decision to throw the ball in third down and three Jamal Adams we know he can't catch a pick uh, but he bangs one right off his helmet Seattle gets the interception they end up scoring the touchdown winning the game but overall Patrick I think it's a good addition and a win-win draft for both sides. I mean, trade for yeah, both sides. I, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. And big guy, you're a big Giants fan. They lost yesterday in stunning fashion. We can get to it. It's a game that I red zoned. I wasn't focused on. And I think you know, just for my general life, I think it's probably good I wasn't focused on it as the Giants. They had a pretty good passing day. They threw for negative nine yards. <laughs> so that's not awesome. But defensively, Williams was the guy that you always were high on. Remember, first rounder by the Jets, traded to the Giants. They gave him a new contract. Now he's on his way to Seattle. So that's the thing about this trade that's interesting is when they acquired Leonard Williams from the Jets, he was on an expiring deal with the Jets and they gave up a second and a sixth. Now they trade him away in an expiring year and they get a second and a fifth. 
They actually did better than they gave up from a few years ago. That was, of course, David, Dave Gettleman grasping to try and bring him in and save his job. But I like Williams a lot. The thing about him that's nice is he's really versatile on that line. He can play multiple techniques. He can get after the passer. He can stop the run. He can do everything there. And I think he adds to what is a pretty solid Seattle defense. I like him going there and making an impact right away. He's a really good player. They have a great secondary. They have a good linebacking core. I think Seattle, I, I think maybe I was too hard on Seattle in the offseason. They're in first place right now, and they look like a really solid team that likes to win really ugly. I think Leonard Williams helps them keep doing that, especially with how that defense can get, can, can play. Yeah, Patrick, I mentioned they got lucky a little bit yesterday, and I still stand by that statement. Where are you on the Hawks? They're sitting at 5-2. I, I understand what Dustin is saying. I don't completely agree. This I was with you piece. in the preseason. I didn't understand the hype either. No, no, no. This is a big piece. You know what I? You know what stood out to me yesterday? It's it, and again, we knew with the two bigs, but Smith and Jigba was so fast in <laughs> that touchdown where he got the corner and Walker is legit. Like, here's the one thing, and I, I think I probably overrated Gino a little bit. Gino just he stinks. He, he legitimately just zones in on a receiver. He knows where he's going with the ball every time he breaks the huddle. So you, I think in the long run, that will get evened out as far as Gino and success at the quarterback position. But I love their... They've done a better job enforcing the offensive front. Defensively, up front has been the issue. Now, Wagner is a little slow at linebacker, but up front was the issue. And Williams is going to make a big... Uh, that's a difference maker. Like, And good job explaining, because I didn't realize what they had recruited the first time or had to give up the first time. So they kind of get a little extra piece here. Uh, but I do think the Seahawks sitting at 5-2, and two, maybe a little over their skis, but I'm coming around on them. Great secondary. Well... I agree with everything you guys said. I think they are a pretty good football team. They've been benefactors of playing the Giants, the Panthers, and the Cardinals. And the 49ers on a losing streak. Yeah, and the 40, absolutely. And I think the injuries in San Francisco are crucial. My point is, though, what Patrick said. When you watched Geno Smith yesterday, he looked shook in terms of what needed to be done. They were fortunate. They get that bounce on the interception off of Adam's head, and they, they convert that into a touchdown. But, guys, I thought the Browns should have run the ball. And they get a first down and the game's virtually over. Um, but I'm not ready to anoint this team. You know, I looked this morning. The 49ers are still the favorite to win this division despite being a game back. The injuries that they have. I, I still am a believer in the 49ers. I think right now, I know Dallas has played well. But guys, I, I, Leonard Williams is a good addition to this defensive front as we talked about. But I still think when I look at the tiers in the NFC, it's one, two, three teams at the top. Detroit, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Dallas is tier two. And then I've got Seattle in that ter third tier. But they're a playoff team. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to have seven, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. you, you got to get there. So, yeah, I think I think that tier. I think the tier breakdown is is well done because I would agree. Look, look, they forced three turnovers. They got ten points off the turnovers. I think the problem is Gino. Like it is, it is fascinating. He's one read Gino. I mean, he takes a snap and he just figures out where he's going with the ball. Eventually. It, it, he's that's that's going to get jumped. So I would agree with you. I think they're at a deficit at the quarterback position. Walker's a stud. Smith and Jigba, you know how great he is. He's looking like a legitimate weapon. So they have skill. Uh, offensive front had always been an issue. It seems like they've shored that up a little bit. Defensive front wise was the issue. And now here comes Leonard Williams. I look, Pete Carroll's a freaking weirdo. 
Uh, but you look up, he's got a little Tomlin in him where you kind of look up and you're like, the record doesn't necessarily match what you think of the team, but there they are sitting there at five and two. I, my issue with Seattle is last yesterday, Walker has eight carries for 66 yards. He had a long of 45 yards. I don't know if there are four backs in the National Football League that are a bigger threat on any one play than Kenneth Walker. Right. He, he is in that top five of guys that looks like there's nothing there, can bust it for 50 or 60. We know Saquon's capable of doing that. Uh, you look at Devin Chain, who's injured for the Miami Dolphins. Guys that just can come out of the wash and turn it into a big play. My issue is, though, eight carries yesterday. I get the other yeah. seven went for 21 yards. And, you, Patrick, you brought up a great, great point in terms of one, one read, Geno. I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the first half, Emerson jumps the route on DK Metcalf and gets an interception, and it's exactly what you said. They were in the red zone. He locks in on DK Metcalf. He reads this play, and he literally basically runs the 10 yard out for DK like it was his route and he picks it off. Yeah, Walker is, he's, I agree, he's so much faster oh. than what he looks like he should be. That's a big dude. And he, we've joked about it on the show, but he got Mel Tucker paid $100 million. I think he should Mel be- Tucker got him to come from what, Wake over yeah, to Michigan Wake State? Forest, that yeah. was it. Well, I think he should get part of uh, Mel Tucker's settlement at Michigan State. Well, it sounds like Mel Tucker's going to need every penny legally going forward. <laughs> okay, well, just be careful there. Um, final, you want to put a bow on the Seahawks, big guy? Well, and Charbonnet's coming on too, oh, right? Yeah, like solid. He looked really good yesterday, and yeah, he he's catched solid. the ball. Yeah, I, I think the point about Pete Carroll is, is good because they might be the most underrated organization at drafting and developing. Oh, it yeah. feels like, especially in like rounds three through seven, they just find guys like they find guys. They make them NFL players and that's it. And now the hope is with Gino. I'm not going to say I'm a Gino guy. I don't understand the contract, uh, but the hope is that there's enough weapons there now to, to kind of make him the best he can possibly be. However, I will say this. Could you imagine the Seahawks or the Falcons had they drafted Will Levis based on what we saw yesterday? All right. All right. Make sure your car's got some brakes. <laughs> Overreaction Monday. Now, you mentioned uh, we do have our like, love, loathe coming up. And Mr. Levi might be in the mix on one of the three of us here down in Tennessee. Uh, You mentioned you said, I'm not a Geno guy. We know after last week's just absolute love vomit. The big guy is a Kirk Cousins guy. However, you can rip up that MVP ticket. It looks like it is an ACL for the Vikings quarterback, which is odd because what they won three straight so they've got to do something boys we just talked about Williams being traded from the Giants to the Seahawks will the Vikings make a move at quarterback come back and discuss this is sharp money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network sharp money on the sports equinox today it's a big day October 30th, Halloween Eve, and we've got a great special for you. VEASAN Pro Access until May 1st. Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, entire NFL season, of course. You get everything we offer, unlimited access to the betting splits and daily best bets for $120. Not going to get this this cheap. Again, make sure you check it out. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. The Sports Equinox, just a great time of the year. You take a look at the calendar. Just so much going on. The D-backs on Saturday. 
jumped all over the Rangers. 9-1 win. So we've got a series tied at ones tonight. Scherzer v. Fott. What will he get out of Scherzer? We'll have plenty to discuss there. Of course, got the NBA. You've got the hockey. You've got two MLS playoff games, which I know everybody's fired up about. I am. And all of that wrapped up on Halloween Eve tonight. Ford Field, Monday Night Football to close out week eight. You've got the Detroit Lions laying seven. The boys there, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I, I think they're leaning on laying the number. I don't think they're crazy. You know, we talked about the unwatchability of last night, and Amal said, I don't like to lay a price, but last night I laid it with the Chargers. The Bears are just kind of floundering. It was the right move. Tonight, you've got the Lions laying seven, 46 and a half. Immediately, those that are afraid of prices, you start thinking about the Lions coming down. There's no way you're, you're teasing the Raiders going up. It's just a team that is upside down as far as culture right now. We can discuss that coming up in just a little bit. Culture is an interesting kind of indiscernible term and the Washington commanders miss out on some culture when they moved on from their backup Taylor Heineke. And I bring him up because the quarterback ghost got a lot of players yesterday. Kirk Cousins, we mentioned, is out for the rest of the year with the ACL. Matthew Stafford got injured. Kenny Pickett got injured. Tyrod Taylor got injured. And Desmond Ritter got injured as well. Now, we can save the Desmond Ritter jokes, and the jokes are aplenty. The Falcons' offense looked helpless during the first half with Desmond Ritter, where it totaled just 89 yards. And then in comes Tyler... Taylor Heineke off his sister's couch and they've scored four of their first five possessions with Heineke 175 yards, two touchdowns often in field goal range. So again, they scored points on their four of their first five possessions with Taylor Heineke. My guess is that hasn't happened all year with Desmond Ritter. I'm just throwing it out there, but my assumption is no. And in the second half with Heineke, uh, this Atlanta offense scored 20 points and had an opportunity down five, a little over two minutes to go fourth down Van Jefferson Heineke put the ball right there in the bread basket and Van Jefferson dropped it. Or I think the, t- the three of us here agree Heineke had that Atlanta team poised to march down the field in Tennessee and potentially pick up a win. However, Tennessee does hold on. We'll get to Will Levis in a second, but this is a quarterback situation where Amal, it was being reported. I didn't. Maybe it's true, but it was being reported that Arthur Smith, remember, he was getting kind of cantankerous when people would ask about Desmond Ritter. So oddly, you come out of halftime and Ritter's in some sort of concussion protocol. In comes Taylor Heineke and immediately provides a spark that the Atlanta Falcons needed. Yeah, I wasn't sure if one of the defensive players laid that concussion on him at halftime. I mean, the reality of it is when you look at this Atlanta team, Patrick, sitting at four and four, and I think they should have a better record than that. I think this is a pretty good football team. Defensively, they're solid. And, you know, give Dustin credit. He mentioned a few weeks ago his fear of betting against the Falcons was, which game does Arthur Smith make the change from Desmond Ritter to Taylor Heineke? And we saw it yesterday. You referenced what they were able to do from a scoring standpoint in the second half. And, you know, you talked about Van Jefferson dropping a crucial ball. We talked during the commercial break. All three of us thought there was no doubt they were going to go down the field and score. It just felt like they had all the momentum. Everything was going in the right direction. 
direction. I think Atlanta now, from a betting standpoint, has to be your favorite to win this division. Carolina's out of it. You look at New Orleans' inconsistency. Even though Derek, Par- Derek Carr played a great game yesterday, I thought his best game so far in his tenure during in New Orleans. And I'm not a believer in Tampa. I just don't think Baker Mayfield's the guy. I think it's the Falcons or the Saints that should be your bet on to win the NFC South. And I think it changes the dynamic of this Atlanta team. I think it just makes everybody around them better. It makes the running game better because that passing game is going to open up with more consistency. And you said it best several months ago. You said there's nobody who throws a better YOLO ball than Taylor Heineke. Now, you're going to have three good games. The fourth game, you better hold your breath because it's going to be terrible, but you'll live with it. It's again, we talk about pride often on the show. Big guy, Arthur Smith just kept on standing on that Desmond Ritter pride. And I think it's dangerous because put it this way. Will Levis had four touchdown passes, three to DeAndre Hopkins, and they were still right there in the mix to win that football game, giving away a half of offense. You see what I'm saying? Like Desmond Ritter, that was a throwaway half for the Atlanta Falcons. And you're still in the mix when the other team had their best offensive performance in two years. Like that is a decision that needed to be made weeks ago. I actually heard Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle there for the commanders talking about Heineke today. And he's like, dude, I don't know how to explain it. We talk about the YOLO balls, but there is something about that dude. The players freaking love him, And you saw immediately an energized Falcons. Falcons team in the second half. Yeah, plus a dollar five on the Falcons to win the South right now. One forty-five on the Saints. Uh, it's only those two, like Amal said. And had they made the move quicker, I probably would have bet the Falcons at some point, knowing Heineke was playing. You mentioned uh, that Arthur Smith getting a little cantankerous with the media. Well, here's a back and forth he had after the game, talking about whether Desmond Ritter was or wasn't pulled because of health or performance. Okay, never mind. Uh, uh, we'll get that later on the show. But basically, he was reiterating to reporters do over your and best over Arthur again. Smith and do your best Arthur Smith impersonation, and then when we do play the clip, Amal and I will judge your your breakdown. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, uh, I uh, he Des wasn't pulled because of performance based. He was pulled because. Uh, I didn't want to make sure he was healthy 100% wise. It wasn't because of how he was playing, even though he's the worst player at quarterback I've ever coached in the history of the game of football. Like, I think there were guys running the triple option who had a better deep ball than him, but still, I'm going to throw him out there every day because I want to prove how smart of a coach I am <laughs> that not only do I have this great mustache, but I can also turn this bum into a playoff quarterback. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was uh, quite <laughs> verbose from the coach and uh, took an odd turn, but... Yeah, it was, again, $1.05 on the Falcons. We can throw up the odds over at DraftKings for the NFC South. The South Divisions, both conferences, where you start looking to see if you can find a price. The Saints finally broke out offensively, but it is against the Colts. The Buccaneers at 475 and the pa- my Panthers at 65-1. to one. But Amal, that is, like, again... The Titans just had their best offensive performance in years, and the Falcons are right there in the mix. So, again, you have to look at that first half, 89 total yards for the Falcons, or they win this football game yesterday. Yeah, I, I would say take this one step further. Terry Fontenet, who's the general manager there, and Arthur Smith, they drafted him in, what, the second or third round last year? I can't remember, but... Um, they decided, hey, we're going to stick with this guy and see what he is before we choose to move on. The problem is, and I think you, one of you guys mentioned it, the energy within this organization changed when uh, Taylor Heineke came out there because they realized now they have a better quarter, quarterback. Everyone, if 
whether it's the media, the fans, whomever it may be, can see Desmond Ritter's not the answer. But this nature to force him down everybody's throat for seven, eight weeks, I think that's where the problem lies and exists. You can win this division, and I get you're not going to be a favorite to make noise in the postseason. But as Bill Parcells always says, hey, let's get in the tournament and see what happens. And that's exactly what Atlanta should do. I think their roster is better than they've gotten credit for when you look at the NFC South. It's the quarterback play that's been the deficiency. And with Heineke now, guys, I think they're a legitimate threat to win this division. And you see it reflected in the price at plus 105. Saints get a good road win yesterday because I, I think Indy's competitive at home. But, man, you get Heineke in there, I think it puts a lot more pressure on the defense in terms of the passing game. Also... I know we joked about it. We ran the board as we do every Friday here on Sharp Money. Um, we joked about it. I said, I'm going to bet on old Butterfingers Ritter. He had a fumble in the first half and lost yeah. the ball again. Yeah. Like in a crucial, it was unbelievable. Literally just dropped the ball. But with that said, do you understand? I laid two and a half during the week. I bet it because I didn't want to get, have to go over a field goal. I bet on Desmond Ritter. That's how good I think the rest of this team is that I thought they were going to smoke Tennessee on the road. I laid points on the road with Desmond Ritter, the player that I despise the most in the NFL. That's how good this team is. You mentioned the defense coming into yesterday. That defense was top 10 in scoring. Uh, they were ninth, or ninth, yeah, ninth in scoring, seventh in passing defense, and third in total defense. It is a loaded team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I'm going to see your uh, Falcons bet and raise you one with the New York Jets. I bet on a quarterback that refused to throw the ball up for grabs on fourth down and 10, but would rather take a sack. So I don't want to hear about Desmond Ritter. <laughs> your boy, Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is he bad? Oh. He is. He is. The, the Just the term feel it doesn't exist with him. No, like I, he lacks, like he obviously has arm talent and you saw that late in the game, but his feel in the pocket, like Amal just said, he just takes weird sacks, never gets rid of the ball. Go ahead. He feels like a player that is exactly the same his freshman year at BYU yes. to now. He has not changed or developed in any way. He is literally the same player. Yeah, he's oddly bad. And it's a hell of a coaching job. We're sitting four and three waiting for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to come back. It's unbelievable. Beat the Giants who traded Leonard Williams today. The trade deadline is tomorrow. Will quarterbacks be on the move? We'll continue. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, new customers, DraftKings, bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets using that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, plus everybody, every day, gets a no-sweat same-game parlay over at DraftKings. But again, new customers tonight, even Monday Night Football, SHARP is the promo code, bet 5 bucks, get $200 instantly. DraftKings, the crown is yours. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, of course, Amal Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. As we welcome you back, this is Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You got Monday night on Christmas, excuse me, on Halloween Eve. Shalom. Uh, as we welcome you back, the Equinox. You've got sports all over the place. We'll set up the World Series coming up. Dustin liked that. <laughs> he liked the Shalom. We'll get set you up on the World Series with Scherzer and Fott. Uh, we were just actually talking about the ineptitude of the San Jose Sharks. I, I said something. I'm a donk. And on Friday, I said, you know, the Caps are the worst team in hockey. They very much aren't because Amal, maybe you can set this up and then we'll get back to the quarterbacks. The San Jose Sharks uh, may end up after the 82 is finished up this year. They're 0 8 and 1, but it goes deeper than that. They may end up being the worst hockey team that's ever taken the ice. You're absolutely right, Patrick. Nine games played so far this year. They have scored a single goal in eight of those games. Yesterday, they were a major dog. Dustin's sitting here laughing against the Capitals. They jump out to a one nothing lead, and I said, what are the odds they actually get the second goal before Washington gets on the board? He could have gotten the Caps at even money there, and then, of course, the Caps score the goal, and even in the third period, Patrick tied at one apiece. The Capitals were still minus 180. They score a goal and then get an empty netter to win the game 3-1, to one. but just real quick, take a look at these Sharks team totals. Good potential for an underspot on a team that just can't play. The only time they scored multiple goals was against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I think it was the third game of the season. They scored three goals in the first two periods. Carolina scored four in the third to win the game six to three. And that's it. It's a single goal. And then the Sharks are like, we've done our work. Have a nice day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. They played nine games and have one point. (laughs) It's fascinating. I mean, that is, it's unbelievable. For example, you know, Vegas has played nine games. They've got 17 points. (laughs) So just as comparison, San Jose, not very good. I know you're a big hockey guy, Dustin. You must be uh, very confused by what's transpiring with San Jose. Well, no, like, thank God, like San Jose, California has a professional hockey team when there's all these cities in Canada looking on and being like, well, thank God they're putting their resources into a winning program when there's probably a junior your hockey team in Saskatchewan who can compete with them right now. <laughs> well, that may not, may not be far off. The Caps beat the Sharks yesterday 3-1. to one. All right, so let's get back to the quarterbacks. Uh, Ghost, that is the theme as starters, and not only starters, backup uh, get hurt yesterday. Kirk Cousins kind of hated to see it. It was a non-contact injury, of course. Dustin, he was a guy that threw for 18 touchdowns and five interceptions. I bring up the big guy because he talked about him last week for MVP. Had been playing great. Minnesota, all of a sudden, them all had been playing well have been playing well they're four and four they've won three straight they go to atlanta this week we can set up the number uh, but they're gonna have to do something you know jaron hall the fifth round backup isn't gonna be the answer my assumption is they go out and grab a vet is tanny hill potentially a guy that you look to is it jacoby Brissett? see if you can pry him away from the commanders case keenum away from the texans they've got to do something because they're in the mix at four and four 
I, I can appreciate what you're saying, but I disagree. I think at this point in time, JJ's on the shelf. Kirk Cousins is done, and potentially you're not going to be bringing him back anytime long-term anyway after this. You mentioned Tannehill. He's got an expiring contract in this year, so a good acquisition potentially for Minnesota or anybody else that's interested. But I think if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you look to go towards rebuilding. You've got a franchise-wide receiver that you're going to have to eventually pay big money to in about two seasons. Um and my guess or my thought would be, how about looking towards next year's draft and going and getting a quarterback so that way you're not in this turmoil every single year. I, I get your guy, uh, your point on that they're sitting at four and four, but I just don't think they're going to be good enough without anybody else aside from Kirk Cousins and a healthy Justin Jefferson to be able to make a legitimate push, whether they get into the playoffs as a seven seed or for that division, which I think Detroit's going to dominate when you look at the schedule. The Lions still have the Bears twice. They've got Denver on the schedule. Uh, they've got the Raiders tonight. I think Detroit's going to wind up with a realistically a 13 and four type of season uh so for me i think if you're minnesota you start turning the tables to 2024 and i know a lot of people that back the vikings probably don't want to hear that but i think sometimes the best move is to look long term no i think it's a good breakdown and again whether or not it just comes down to organizational philosophy yeah it's tanking is hard to sell but you're not wrong. It also brings up a huge question. You mentioned Tannehill, his contract expiring. How about going into a contract year for Cousins, big guy? This is also a tenuous situation for an older uh, quarterback. Yeah, you know, I actually like really like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a remarkably consistent guy that people just love to pile on. But he routinely does his job, and he was playing his best football of his career, and he's had some good years. He's second in the league in yards per game. He's tied for first in touchdowns. He's fifth in completion percentage. It just stinks to watch him go down, and I think the reason why, if I'm Minnesota, I wouldn't make another deal is the only reason that you were in the mix at this point in the year was because of him. All the other pieces have let you down. The secondary's been atrocious. They don't have the pass rush they used to. The offensive line still isn't all that good, and without Justin Jefferson, the receiving core is solid, but you have zero run game. I mean, they scored their first rushing touchdown of the year yesterday. So I think maybe you mail it in, you start over, and maybe even bring Kirk Cousins back on a different deal for less money because he's coming off the injury. I just think it stinks for Kirk Cousins because he was playing his absolute best football that he's ever played. I, I think if you're the New York Jets, you send the PJ down to Nashville and you go get Tannehill and you figure it out with him at quarterback and get it in the playoffs with that defense. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, and you're going to get most likely going to get Aaron Rodgers back. Just you guys saw him on the field yesterday. He looks spry for having had that surgery not too many weeks ago. Uh, Minnesota, four and four. You're probably right. They probably should just tank. Uh, it'll be fascinating or, to see what happens. You're, you're, go ahead. I got one. Maybe Kyler Murray is a guy on the block. Too big of a contract. No. Yeah. Who wants that? That is, to me, bringing up Kyler Murray for a franchise is like bringing up James Harden. Who wants that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, even if you could get them, it's like, do you really want, do you want to all of a sudden rebuild philosophically what you're doing offensively? Because you have to do that. You have to have a gimmick type offense. He's not just going to sit there and hang in the pocket. See the interesting part, and you brought it up about cousins cousins year this year was so astronomical because they didn't even pretend to run the football. So he wasn't coming off of anything. It was literally, they were defenses were lining up expecting him to throw the football and he was getting it done very, 
very impressive. You can't do something like that with Kyler. Well, I don't like the suggestion or the notion that you're implying that Cam Akers wasn't effective yesterday. I mean, he carried the ball nine times for 19 yards. I don't know what you're expecting. Oops, my bad. My <laughs> well, bad. yeah, Kyler Murray, it's less about football, too. Like, just that attitude yeah, in the locker yeah, room. Yeah. Like, he's annoying. You, well, look, guys, you're, you're absolutely, both of you are correct. You can't bring in Murray. His contract's too big. He's not a good enough quarterback to put up with. And I got to tell you, based on the lack of interest we've seen from Deshaun Watson in helping the Browns win and Kyler Murray with a bad deal, I think teams are going to be a little bit more cautious and go with franchise tags on players who they're not 100% sold on, right? Like you look at Justin Herbert, you're, you're the Chargers, you're sold on him, no questions asked. You sign him to a long-term deal, Joe Burrow. But I think guys that are on the fringe, I think people are going to approach with a lot more caution instead of getting stuck with a long-term deal that you can't get out of. Okay, I'll give you guys one on the fringe. And I don't even know if it's on the fringe. But Kenny Pickett left the game yesterday with a rib. And, you know, Mitchell Trubisky comes in. But that's neither here nor there. It, the Steelers have to make a really tough decision. And that is, and I know it's hard to sell to a fan base, maybe the best fan base in sports. The Steelers fans are incredible. You can't pretend after this season like that Kenny Pickett is going to be your friend. I'm sorry. He is so bad. He should be in a buddy cop with Desmond Ritter, <laughs> Ebony, Ivory, and just go arrest people because you two buddy cop show like you two are the most mid quarterbacks this league has seen and pretending and propping Pickett up like he's going to get something done. I'm sorry. You hate to pick on somebody, but he's just no good. You know, I was complaining that the three Ohio State guys are playing without quarterbacks. Terry McLaurin, even though Hal played well yesterday, Chris Olave down in New Orleans and Garrett Wilson in New York. Are we going to just sit here and watch the Pitts, Pittsburgh Steelers waste the career of George Pickens because there's no quarterback play? And Deontay Johnson's a very solid receiver. I don't get it what the Steelers are doing. They, you're absolutely right, guys. And I was a little bit late to this party. I was a believer in Kenny Pickett coming into the season. I think I'm completely wrong on him. I think it's time to sit there and send Kenny Pickett back to Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi, that is the perfect coach for Kenny Pickett. Yes. Uh, it, it, it can't call him the franchise quarterback, big guy. No, I'm trying to think of a comp for Kenny Pickett. He's like, uh, you know, in baseball, the quad A players, they call them. They're not good enough to be major leaguers, but they're too good for triple A. That's kind of what Kenny Pickett is. He's probably too good to be a backup, but he's certainly not good enough to be on a team that expects to win ball games. I don't he's know where fine. he stands. Like, he doesn't have a big arm. He's not accurate. And by the way, if he didn't have George Pickens... I think these numbers would be so <laughs> ugly, they'd be benching him already. Yeah, but he's George still Pickens in. jumped over a dude yesterday. He goes in between dude. two defenders and then leaps through and gets into the end zone. He's it, just it, an it absolute dude. Aesthetically, the most pleasing thing that happened on the field yesterday. It was incredible. Yeah, that's a weird place to be if you're a franchise like the Steelers, or you're just like, he's probably a great dude. You think he can get better, but it's just not there. You can just feel it. It's not there. Is it there in Tennessee? <laughs> we'll have to discuss. Like, love, loathe next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.